When you have money, you start investing in your future. When you start investing in your future, you start worrying you'll make mistakes. Oops. When you start worrying you'll make mistakes, you can't sleep at night and watch infomercials. Pick up cat here, some clothes. When you watch infomercials, you think you can get rich by placing tiny classified ads in newspapers. When you place tiny classified ads in newspapers, you subscribe to those papers to make sure your ad is running. When you subscribe to a bunch of newspapers, they pile up at your house, making it look like you're not home. When you look like you're not home, Girl Scouts don't come to your door. When Girl Scouts don't come to your door, you don't get to buy Girl Scout cookies. Don't miss out on Girl Scout cookies. Get rid of get-rich-quick schemes from infomercials and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. There you have it, folks. If you're going to get some Girl Scout cookies, you got to come talk to us. That's right. I mean, yep. I mean isn't that the... That, that's the theme of the, of the little ad there. Yeah, and who doesn't like Girl Scout cookies? That's it's, right. It's late enough in the year season. that everybody's blown their uh, New Year's resolution, and it's time to think about some Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scouts were showing up on my door on like January second. I was oh, like, yeah, I'm not no. ready yet. Yeah, you got to no, hit they, me about the fifteenth, and then I'll be good. They yeah. will. Uh, they will get you. Yeah. You're not going to avoid the Girl Scouts, especially if you go to the grocery store this time of year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be standing on the doorstep waiting for you to go in or out. Boosting consumer spending. Absolutely. So. Guess I ought to introduce you guys again. Uh, we got Jesse Thomas, CPA. Yes. Is there any other designation? I don't want to miss any. Just the CPA. Okay, I know you're ambitious. Uh, and we got Casey Smith, who's a CFP and a CEPA, as we described prior. Uh, and then it's just me, Troy. Just yeah. old me. Yeah. I, I, you've got a few letters behind your name. A couple letters there. Uh, yeah, a couple. Uh, CFA, CVA. I'm the financial analyst type of guy, uh, business valuation analyst. All right, so Jesse, with uh, with your wealth of knowledge and um, all the excitement that any CPA could bring to, I mean, every any, conversation, any conversation, a party, I mean, make it make it what you wish. Uh, let's talk a little bit about audit triggers. It is time. It's tax time. Most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it, yep. it doesn't really. That's not the rest of the song that I've heard before. It's the most wonderful no no don't even get close yeah you're right (laughs) you're a different breed they they're a little i won't call them weird they're just (laughs) like you said different but audit triggers you know what we'll make fun of you but then everybody wants to hear right i'm everyone's best friend in april (laughs) exactly what it is that we're talking about so uh i guess when it when it comes to these uh, quite often it's business people that run into these sorts of things Mm -hmm. and uh we have a lot of clients that are business folks and um I figured that we would just step through and, and talk about some of the things that you can avoid to also avoid an audit. Yes, and, and unfortunately most of the things are things that will occur in the natural course of you living your life and doing your business, um, but it's just making sure that you do them properly right? and hopefully don't have all of the items on the list to kind of lessen your chance. Um, but the IRS has this computer program that they've created called the discriminant information function wow and basically they run every return they get through there the diff the diff and wow. it it decides what sounds reasonable okay so um you know one of the big things we see a lot and they talk openly about this yeah yeah you just have to 
I guess not you fall gotta... asleep before you get there. <laughs> well, you have to tr- run in those circles, huh? Yes, yes. So, um, you know, it all comes down to what's on your return. So you have a lot of income. It's probably going to spit it out. It's just looking for the margins. If you have very little income, it's probably going to spit it out as well. Um, and, you know, a lot of the times it's so correct. So when you say spit it out, you mean it's going to flag it? flag it, and then okay. it will be reviewed by actual humans outside okay. of the diff system to determine, you know, if there's something that may be going on. Um, so, you know, it looks for taxpayers who have $200,000 a year or more, um, but most of the ones it picks have over a million dollars of income. So okay. if you fall in that, just make sure that you've kind of crossed Dodd- your T's and yeah. dotted your I's and, and make right. sure everything is good. Um, I mean, the good news is most of the people that it kicks out, it's very easy to prove that what you have is correct. But some of the things you're going to want to look at is if you work in a cash business, um, if you're a part-time yoga instructor, you work for various gyms, they're giving you cash, things of that nature, you know, they're going to want to make sure that you've recorded that, um, especially if the gym has issued a 1099 to you as an independent contractor. Because they also issue it to the government at the same time. So if you have something issued to you, whether it's a W-2, 1099 from investment income, 1099 from you know, non-employee compensation, the IRS knows. Okay. There's, you know, they see you when you're sleeping. They know it's there. Make sure yeah, it's on your you're return. You're really tying back in. I, was I know. It's, it's a holiday. Christmas it's in most January. most wonderful time, right? It, it really is. Um, you know, a lot of things that you can look for are, are your deductions in line. If you make $40,000 in a year and you put on your return that you gave 30000 of it to charity... What a charitable person you what are. What a charitable person. And the IRS wants to find out just exactly how exactly. charitable you are and why. Yes. So, and, you know, it could be legitimate. It could be that you received an inheritance and donated more than you, you normally would. Um, but you just need to keep good records. Make sure that you have written documentation for anything over $250 that you've given to charity. Make sure you keep it for three years. Case, it could also case be. the diff spits it out. Yeah, that you're like George Costanza and gave it to the human fund or something, right? Yes. <laughs> well, wasn't that his shtick on that yeah. particular show? Very good. Yeah. All right. So uh, careful on your charitable contributions or just make sure that you're not lying. Correct. Right. And, and that's what a lot of it comes down to is, you know, make sure you're not lying. Make sure if you had income, you reported the income. If you had charitable contributions, they were real. Um, but also, if you're self-employed, they can get you there. Self-employed is a great thing. It's sure. a wonderful thing. Um, if you have a home office, it can only be your home office. You can't pay your telephone bill in there. You can't let your kids print their homework on that computer. The IRS will come in and say that it's not a home office. Though The way it's written is if it is used as a home office, it has to be exclusively for business purposes so you can't portional no no portion there's some kind of safety that you can use to for a home office deduction yes there's a simplified method so you just elect that if you are using it for other things and it gives you a standard amount okay um but with that it also comes mileage if you're driving your car don't tell your cpa or tell yourself i mileage is the same as last year you know they want written logs Miles in, miles out for business use. Got to keep all your receipts for keep fuel. Keep your receipts. Everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So those are some that could easily catch you because there's so many, I suppose. Yes. Yes. And, and another one that I, I see pretty frequently is if you have a business, make sure it's actually a business. Um, the IRS publishes guidelines. There's nine points, and they're very vague 
are you a business type questions, but um, one real quick key to look at is if you've been in business for a while, did you make a profit in the three out of the last five years? Okay. That way you'll be considered a business. If you can't answer no and there's no extenuating circumstances, they might determine that that's a hobby, a hobby. and kind of disallow it. All right. So that that could be another big audit trigger. Um, and, I mean, those are some of the common ones we see pretty much day to day. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got a few questions for you probably, namely, uh, but there's a lot of fraud that's popped up in the last few years where uh, you get – people, unscrupulous mm-hmm. people who are finding uh, dependent social, social, easy for me to say, social security numbers and using them to claim a dependent on their taxes when it's actually your kid. Yes. Living in your house, eating your groceries, wearing out your tennis shoes, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid it's only going to get worse this year um, with people trying to look for those dependent credits. Your child is under... I think it's 16. You get $2,000 credit just for raising them. So they should pay us a lot more than that. More incentive. Because it only costs $2,000 a year, right? Um, (laughs) Well, (laughs) depends. So what what they're doing is they're looking for those credits. um, So they'll file a zero income tax return, put your child's name and social security number on there, and then receive the credit. So what happens when you try to file your return is that it gets rejected. Um, If you're electronically filing, they say one's already been filed. Don't panic. You can fix it. Um, you just have to prove that it's your child. <laughs> you just have to jump through a yeah, whole bunch it's, of hoops. It's a pain, but but it can be dealt with. You know, paper sure. file your return. Make sure you get it in on time um, to avoid and, the and penalties and interest. Time is of the essence. So if yes. you're the first to file and they can't come behind you, they're going to be the one that gets the rejection notice, right? Correct. And then they can't prove it's their child. So. You but know. I would have to bet that most of them, if they're going to be fraudulent, they know this as well. Yes. And they probably have already filed. Yeah, they're they're batching them through as early as possible. Right. Um, but that that's not the only scam we've heard of this year. Um, I know a new one, especially in Georgia, um, there is a business, a fake business, mailing out a compliance thing called the Workplace Compliance Services Letter, um, in which they're asking companies to send them $135 for their business registration to avoid paying fees and penalties. If you see this, if you know anyone who has seen this, tell them not to send it in. It's completely fake. Um, The business annual registration fees are paid through the Georgia Department of Revenue. Um, It's $50 for a for-profit business and $25 for a not-for-profit. Not $135. Not $135. And not to a third party. not to a check to a third party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Anytime somebody asks you for your information, for money, for any of that, you got to check them out really close. And I would like to think that we live in a world where uh, most everybody knows this, but quite often, I mean, the scam's working. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. And they're getting it, right? more and more sophisticated. I'm sure that letter includes a phone number. Call us if you have any questions. Don't call the number on a letter that you receive like that. Go to the Georgia Department of Labor site, call their number, and they can verify if there's a hold on your account, if that's an actual registration fee. Um, the same goes for the IRS. I can't tell you how many clients have called me in the last year and said, I received a phone call from the IRS. They're yeah. levying my account. They're right. seizing my property. The IRS will not call they you. They won't call yeah. you. They'll yeah. send you an official letter. Um, you can call the number from their website, verify that it actually is a letter from the IRS, um, or talk to your tax advisor. Yeah. All right. Um, we talked a little bit about timing. Is there any way, I mean, if, if somebody's going to get a K-1, so mm-hmm. they have a partnership interest in something, whatever it might be, 
uh, whether it be, I mean, you can do this through investments in the stock market. Yes. Is there any way you can prompt that partnership to get you your K-1 before the deadline? Well, it, it's a it's a hassle every year. You know, if it's a small partnership, just a few of you, um, we get calls all the time. Where's my K-1? Where's my K-1? But if you're in one of the publicly traded partnerships, they're going to get it to you on their timeline, unfortunately. And, and that does not help if you're afraid that somebody's filing a return with your child's social on it. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll probably be the second one then. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to be answering the questions, jumping through the hoops and getting your stuff fixed after the fact. Yes. Um, you're listening to Money Talks. We'll be back in just a second. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.